Blog Talk Radio.
everyone, and welcome. Thank you, thank you, thank you for tuning in this evening. I am T. Love, your host here at Energy Awareness Radio. I am a reconnective healing practitioner and certified sound therapist with a private practice in Sussex County, New Jersey, where we are streaming to you live as we do every Wednesday evening at 6 p.m. Eastern Time. Our chat room is open, so go ahead and join the discussion. We do keep an eye on the chat room, so if you have a question, go ahead and post it. We'll do our best to get your question on air. As an alternative for those of you who are on the go and you can't continue to listen online, please call us directly by dialing 347-202-0227. And that way you can listen via phone or please, please, please use your Bluetooth if you're driving about. Before we begin, I would like to thank my friends at AdRunner for spreading the word about Energy Awareness Radio. They have ads running everywhere in eateries across New Jersey, and I must tell you that they have been doing a phenomenal job with getting the word out there because so many more listeners are tuning in. People have told me they have found out about this show, Energy Awareness Radio, from the AdRunner screens. So I am very thankful to them and pleased with them. And if you would like information about AdRunner, you can find out more about them on their website, adrunner.co. That's A-D-R-U-N-N-E-R dot C-O. Also, for those of you inquiring about my CD, Imagine, it is available for sale on my website, quantumwellness.org. It consists of four tracks or 70 minutes of quartz crystal singing bowl healing music that was recorded without any digital reengineering or remastering whatsoever. So it's very organic in that what you hear on the CD is exactly what you would hear if you attended one of my live concerts. Now, this CD has received some very impressive feedback, everything from relieving stress, inducing uninterrupted sleep, reducing pain and inflammation, reducing chronic coughing, and so much more. I'm giving you the feedback I get, and I have to tell you, I never expected this to be such a huge hit, but apparently this little CD is doing a whole lot of good for a whole lot of people, and I am constantly amazed because in its simplicity, I am hearing it is helping so very many people. So if you are interested, go to quantumwellness.org and scroll down to the video so you can learn more about sound therapy and how it may be able to benefit you or someone you love. Well, you know, we just celebrated Thanksgiving last Thursday. And what better way to enter into this season of joy than by reimagining the holidays with six ways to resist the trap of overabundance and create new traditions, brimming with gratitude. My guest tonight is Sarah Wiseman, author of Living a Life of Gratitude. And that is the book we were going to discuss tonight. But then I read an article, and she is here to offer us some wisdom on getting through the holiday season gratefully, and we'll be back to discuss this book in a couple of months. Sarah Wiseman is a spiritual teacher and author of six enlightening books on spiritual intuition. She hosts the popular radio show Ask Sarah and is a regular contributor to Daily Om, Vivid Life, and many others. She has recently been a guest on Linda Strasberg Radio, Monique Chapman Radio, The Dr. Pat Show, The Dr. Carol Francis Show, Jean Adrian on The Awakening Zone, Empower Radio with Lisa Jesslin, Mystic Musings with Joan Newcomb, uh, Barbara Bruce, uh, Donna Vis- uh, Visaki on CBS Sky, The Donna Sebo Show. There are just, the list goes on and on, and it's longer than Santa's list. And tonight, we are so very grateful because she's here on Energy Awareness Radio. So let's welcome her. Good evening, Sarah. Thank you so much for joining us. How are you being this evening? I am just being fantastic, and I'm so excited to be here. Thanks for having me. 
No, well, thank you. You know, you have your new book out, Living a Life of Gratitude, which is indeed a phenomenal book, and it speaks so well to actually living gratitude on a daily basis. And I think that right now people are hungry and thirsty for that, and they want it so desperately. But then, I, as I said, I read an article you wrote, Six Ways Overabundance Causes Holiday Stress, and here we are in the midst of the holiday season, so it seemed appropriate for so many who will be celebrating or perhaps I should say trying to muddle through everything merry from, you know, dysfunctional family get-togethers and mandatory office events to neighborhood parties and, and every other holiday obligation that we feel we cannot avoid. So given all of that, even though this is the most wonderful time of the year, it's really not for a whole lot of people, is it? <laughs> no, yeah, and I think, uh, I think that's a really important point to make that, uh, the world tells us or the U.S. tells us, you know, like it's the happy time and then we're kind of going through the motions going, why don't I feel better? Why don't I feel good? What's wrong with me? And it's really more about um, the hype or the myth is is what's wrong. The You are not you are not wrong or no one is wrong. It's It's really the hype is not true. And so we get a little confused about that. And it feeds off of, each, off of each other, too, because we feel under pressure to do these obligatory things because people put other people under pressure. If you don't go to the office Christmas party, you may be blacklisted. If you don't go to the neighborhood party, no one's going to talk to you or they'll gossip. It's really difficult for people to make decisions in a way that they can live with because maybe they just feel they have to do all these things and that just raises their stress level, which isn't good for anyone. So overabundance kicks in in so many areas. And one of the first ones that you cited was the overabundance of food. And I yes. think that's really high on the list. Is it number one on the list? Is that why you wrote it down as, as the first thing? You know, I don't think it's number one on the list, actually. I think, I think as we get into family dysfunction, <laughs> that sort of that becomes for lots of people <laughs> one of the biggies. But, but food's one of the ones that maybe almost like it's our easiest one that we can work on without, um, you know, having, having to be like the odd man out or the odd person out. It's the one that we're in charge of. Like we are we are truly in charge of what we put in our bodies. And so we can take charge of that one. Like maybe I've got six, six things on the list and maybe you can't do all six, but maybe you can do one. And even just doing that one is going to be enough to kind of help you move through. So food, obviously, like all those holiday foods are rich and sweet and fatty and um, they taste really good but they make us feel, um, our bodies and our emotions feel really terrible. So at the time when we need the most support from our bodies, we're filling it with <laughs> the stuff that gives it the least support. So sometimes just being conscious of, you know, how's this food, not, not like I need to diet or I need to lose weight or any more pressure, but just like how's this food making me feel and maybe I would actually feel better if I had an apple instead of, you know, a plate of cookies. My body might just feel better and choosing that choice instead as often as you can. And that makes sense. I think the reason why I said I wonder if it's number one is because it seems to, no pun intended, maybe, I don't know, feed <laughs> off of itself because when you get stressed, sometimes you go to food. 
And then you're not mm-hmm. thinking about the food that you're eating. You're just eating whatever's in front of you because it's a quick grab. The cookies are there, the M&Ms in the candy dish, whatever it is. You grab it and go. And then because it's not good for your body and you're getting that sugar high and then you drop down, now you become more anxious, more angst, more depressed, more stressed out. And then yeah. you go and you grab another cookie. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Well, you know, I even noticed, um, so I do a pretty non-traditional Thanksgiving, but we did have, so what we do around here is, is we'll have sweets for like a day or two, or two, but not like the whole month. So I noticed right. that on those days, yeah, I noticed on those days that we were having our, you know, holiday sweets, I just felt, I felt horrible. I just felt like, rah, <laughs> I felt like this monster, holiday monster. And it was because of all that sugar, you know, that the body's not used to. And then the next day, of course, want more because the, and I don't know what all the physiology is but you just want more because you're riding that sugar wave so and another thing too is um, alcohol a lot of people will be going to parties and maybe maybe they don't normally drink alcohol or they don't drink that much and suddenly you know almost for a month it's sort of this alcoholic cocktail time for you know lots of folks and that can really wreak havoc on how you feel too it absolutely does, and I can attest to this because I used to be able to drink a glass of wine with dinner almost every night. I cannot do that mm-hmm. anymore, or I wake up with a migraine. And I don't mean mm-hmm. a headache. I mean a full-fledged migraine, and I have learned you cannot drink wine anymore. Don't do it. Yeah. And sometimes yeah. I just want the wine. It's like, no, I'm not doing It's not worth a migraine. It's really not. Right. Yeah. So if you can correlate the things, maybe you know you can you can resist it easier because – I don't like pain. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it's not about, you know, guilt or weight or having this kind of body or that kind of body or drinking being good or drinking being bad. It's it's not about any of that. It's about how can we be emotionally gentle on ourselves during this season where there's going to be a lot of things that are going to kind of get the emotions on a roller coaster. So what are some ways we can be stress-free and stabilize and actually have some some joy <laughs> during the season right. instead of the pain. Yeah, yeah. And it's true. Yeah. Well, I think, and I do, and then, I think sometimes, go ahead, I'm sorry. Oh, no, no, no. Um, I was just going to say the, the idea of gifts is kind of in this, that's the second one. Um, yeah. The idea of the overabundance of gifts as being this thing that we're also able to make some conscious conscious choices about. Because what I noticed is um, if I have, not anymore at home, but I have four kids total. And when you get gifts for four kids and then the other folks on the list and this family member and that office mate and et cetera, it's not just the giving a gift, it's the shopping and the buying and the wrapping and then maybe you get something back (laughs) that you don't know what to Mm -hmm. do with and it's this entire um uh kind of like like very big focus on material stuff and Mm -hmm. sometimes gifts they're really lovely um but when everybody's just sort of on this machine of gift giving it gets a little um it gets a little stressful, just that whole process. And um, noticing that this idea of like, you know, when you're a kid, maybe you wrote a holiday list of what you wanted for Christmas or whatever holiday you were celebrating and um, got it. Maybe 
you were like kind of sad. Like it was more fun to have the expectation than to get the actual object. Sure, the uh, anticipation is always. Yeah, the anticipation yeah. is always. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So sometimes I think, um, you know, we get into this cycle of want to get, want to get this desire cycle, and really. It's the same as the food. It sort of desires us up and then gets the thing, and then we're like, ah, oh, but I want more. And it's just this ongoing cyclical emotional roller coaster. So, really deciding, you know, what do I want to do with my budget? How much time do I want to spend in stores? How much uh, kind of knowing, like, where do the things that I'm buying, you know, come from? How do they affect other people in the world? Um, who are making them or producing them, um, and just getting really conscious about it, just conscious. Like, is this gift going to make me feel good? It's going to make the receiver feel good? Or maybe it's better to do something much, much simpler, or maybe maybe nothing at all, just a big hug instead of yeah. Gift. Yes, because do you want to be sitting in July looking at your credit card saying, I'm still paying off those Christmas gifts, those holiday gifts, whatever they are. I'm still paying them, you know? And it does become somewhat of a competition. And it's really too bad because then you're not giving from your heart when it's a competition. You're just buying junk to throw it out there and say, here you go, I got you a bigger and better than what you got me. I kind of, it's so commercialized, all the holidays, that it's sad because in People will, you see these things on TV where people will be going to a store and they'll say, I don't know what it is, but it's 50% off. Really? Yeah. Really? That's, mm-hmm. I mean, come on. You know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just think at times it's just easier to say, okay, these are the people we're going to give to. Because let's face it, the holidays are for children. They really are. Mm-hmm. You know, the adults, mm-hmm. we've had our childhood, you know, so we can do things for each other during the year. You know, I'm not going to wait for, mm-hmm. for a holiday to come up to get a new toaster. Yeah, I'm just going to go out and buy the new toaster. I'm not going to wait for, you know, Santa Claus to bring it or anything else. So, you know, I think if you just leave it to the children and let them have it and let them understand and take responsibility, here's a budget, you know. They have those those holiday accounts at banks that you can put a dollar a week in. Well, here's your budget. Who do you Mm -hmm. want to buy presents for? That's it. That's Mm -hmm. the end of the story. Mm -hmm. Once the budget's gone, it's over. Yeah, you know, it's funny. Um, um, This year we're sort of – so now I have two teenagers at home, and then the other two are older. But the younger teenager wanted this um, phone case cover, right? And so she, it was $2, and I thought, okay, I'll just order that for her. And we ordered it a couple months ago. It took a really long time to get here. And then it arrived in the mail, and, and I totally, like, I was like, what? I'm so, you know, I never pay attention. I'm always in a, in a cloud of my own mind. And I'm like, oh, what's this package from? I don't know. And so we were in the car, and we, we have a post office and so box. And so I ripped open the packages, and there is her little Christmas gift all, you know, ready. But I, she saw it too early, and um, she said, can I have it now? Can I have it now? And I'm like, yeah, okay, and this $2 thing has been her pride and joy for three weeks now. <laughs> and, you know, $2 creating so much happiness versus me spending, you know, whatever it is on stuff that maybe isn't even important. Um, 
Right. And then another, well, yeah, yeah, you were listening to her. You were listening to her. And that's the thing, too, is to listen to see what does the person want. Instead of making, it could be that two dollars. You know, I'm into rocks. You know, and whenever I would watch yeah. that, that hot Charlie Brown Christmas thing, and he'd say, oh, I got a rock, I'd think, well, I would like a rock. <laughs> you know? But they're not giving out rocks in my neighborhood, you know. <laughs> like, I would like a rock. I have all these rocks. And, you know, it's just a collection. And, and some of them are gemstones. And so, you know, it's, but you know what I mean. It's like it, it doesn't have to yeah. cost a lot. It really doesn't. And your daughter wanted something that meant a lot to her because it, whether it was blingy or whatever it was, she liked it, she wanted it, she got it, and she's happy. You don't have to spend a million dollars. And I think some Sometimes people put the money, the monetary value, and say, well, I didn't get enough, instead of realizing right. it's really what the person wanted. Yeah, or, or like um, my son is, uh, he's 18. He's very much into modern dance. He's a dancer, and so I think, I uh, hope he's not listening now, but I think I'm going to take <laughs> him for, for his gift to a, like a performance in up in the city, and I think... That, that'll be, you know, the thing. We'll have the evening together. We'll go to this cool show. He'll be honored, you know, by the thing he's most interested in. And so we have gift an experience, not so much a material item. So, yeah, I'm really excited about that, actually. Yeah. And that creates a memory that is never going to go away. And what's neat about that is, I always, after I play a concert, I always thank the people for coming because I truly believe that time is the second greatest gift that we get. Mm-hmm. And the way that we, way we spend that is up to us. And there's no one you can, you can return a, uh, something you buy and 99% of the time you'll get your money back if you didn't like the service or if you did not like the item. But there's no one to go to and say, please, sir, may I have some more time? I didn't experience the unbridled joy that I thought I would. You don't get time back. So when people give you of their time and you get to have an experience mm-hmm. with them, that is so much more valuable than anything that you can buy with a MasterCard that's priceless. <laughs> you know, I mean, yeah, because yeah. it just is. That truly is priceless. Well, and, and I noticed, T, that you do, you know, the reconnection and uh, sound healing, and now I hear you're a crystal lover. And I know someone very mm-hmm. – my, my husband is very much – he's a chiropractor, and he heals people all day long with sound healing, and, and, and he has a crystal gallery. And so one of the ideas for him is, like, for the healer, I, I'll probably spend some time offering him some kind of healing work that I do for him, you know, like to, mm-hmm. as, as an experiential gift, like, let's go down to your office. I'll work on you for a change. You'll get worked on for a change, and that will be a gift of healing that will just be, you know, phenomenal, I'm sure, just to, to really get it. It would because we don't need. get it for ourselves. Mm-hmm. It would be wonderful to do that because you're working on people all day. You know, you start at mm-hmm. 6 o'clock in the morning. Sometimes you don't end until 8 or 9 at night, and you think, wow, I could use this, but, you know, I don't have yes. time to go <laughs> get anything. So that's a great idea. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it doesn't matter that I'm not the perfect, you know, uh, energy heal- healer or, you know, it doesn't matter the perfection of the skill. It's really Oh, but you are. And the, yeah, well, yeah, yeah, I'm you sure it'll be I have people say to me, you know, I can feel like energy, but I don't do what you do. Are you kidding me? If you can feel it, you're doing it. You don't have to. There's yeah. no such thing as you have to get attuned. There's no attunement. Just do it, right. people. We can all do it, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, absolutely. It's your intention. And this is your husband. You can't tell me that you're not helping him. You just can't. Right. <laughs> you right. know? Right. I know you yeah. are. Yeah. yeah. 
really yeah. cool. The um, the yeah. other thing is when children give you a homemade gift. I know mm-hmm. I have a lot of homemade ornaments on my Christmas tree, and I've had people who are the parents of those children come in and say, "I can't believe you still have that ornament that she gave you, you know, like ten years ago." Mm-hmm. And I'll say, mm-hmm. "Why?" And they'll say, "Look at it," and I'll say, "It's beautiful," and they'll it's say, "Okay." And I'll say, it was made by a child who was six years old. It doesn't get any better than that. It yeah. just doesn't. Please. They thought to make it this is love. Let's make this for Mrs. Yeah. Love. Are you kidding? Yes, it's the purest. We even, when we put up our tree, we often have uh, fist, not fist fights, really, but the kids will get in a scuffle over who gets to give the little, you know, it's like a little blob of glitter with some glue on it. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> they're like, ah, oh, I get to do that one. I get to. It's like, it's just have those. Yeah, it's good. It has memories attached to it that are fun, you know? And I yeah. just think this child bought enough of me to make this for me. Why? I have no idea, but let's make this for Mrs. Mm-hmm. Love. I love Mrs. Love. Can we make this for her? I mean, when they say that mm-hmm. to you, it's like, Mrs. Love, I just love you. I love your name. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's just my name. Maybe they don't love me. I don't care. They gave me an ornament. <laughs> it's on the tree. <laughs> Yeah, it's good. the lights bounce off of it. It doesn't matter, you know. You, nobody goes up and stares at every ornament anyway, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh gosh. Well, then you know. Yeah, go ahead. Then, then we get into the actual, um, the the socializing part of the holiday season, which can be really hard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, it's I gotta, I, Yeah. Well, I gotta say, so, so. I'm really so I have a I have a radio show out on the West Coast and um one of the things I often say is like it's a shout out to the folks listen to my show it's like a shout out to all the introverts in the world the sensitive introvert types who um many 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 I can't remember there's a book on it called Quiet and I think I think it was one in 3 people I, that might number might not be right but Lots and lots of introverts out there, lots of, you know, people who are sensitive to energy, people who are sensitive to the vibe. And if you're one of those people who isn't just, you know, a blazing forth extrovert, um, it might be that the socializing of the holidays might be enough to just kind of like do you in. <laughs> so so just know that and... um I really don't have any trouble now with my own personality style just saying, oh, I'm so, you know, sorry, we can't be there or we're busy that day or can't do it or not going. And it's not that I don't like events. I just can't do that many as the holidays bring Mm -hmm. forward. So I just kind of pick and choose. I just pick and choose and the ones that are more meaningful to me are the ones I go to and the ones that are, you know, not as meaningful, I'll just sort of opt out of. Right. And I, I think that's hard for some people because they they figure, well, I have to go to everything or I might, or else. And it's like, or else what? Mm-hmm. What's going to happen? What's right. the big deal? So what if they gossip about you? If they're going to gossip about you, they're going to do it whether you're there or not. You, you might as well just not go. And, yeah. and then you can say, well, it can't be true. I wasn't there. You know, if they're going to blacklist you, they were probably going to blacklist you anyway. What difference does it make? But I think that kind of decision-making and being able to put things in perspective and pick and choose with confidence comes with time. Mm-hmm. 
Because I yeah. think when you're in your early 20s and 30s and you're newly married, you have to do everything or people are going to think you're awful and you're not you're trying to be the perfect couple, the perfect wife, the perfect husband, the perfect employee, the perfect neighbor. Mm-hmm. It's, we're not. We're just perfect in our imperfections. So the quicker you get that, yeah. the quicker you know you don't have to do everything. Yeah, and I think, too, this, you know, some social gatherings are going to make you feel really good and warm and cozy inside, and some are going to make you, just like the whole food thing, you know, some foods are going to make you feel good and some are going to make you feel yucky. And um, if you know that last year you went to this one certain party and it was like, you know, nailed on a chalkboard... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Or, you know, don't don't go to that one. You know, you can't always know what's ahead. But sometimes I always say, you know, if you walk in and there's a circle of chairs, you know, it's not going to be very good. You know, you know, and then if you have to go, you know, I was just speaking with someone today early. She said, I'm not sure how I'm going to get through it. I'm so sensitive, and it's like. Well, go, go, and then, you know, like, leave a little earlier. Don't stay until mm-hmm. you get too tired out or too overwhelmed. And um, if you feel shy, uh, maybe take a moment and look around and notice that, like, there's, like, eight other people probably feeling shy in the room with you. And so um, you're certainly you're never the only one feeling self-conscious or sensitive or overwhelmed or all these feelings that sometimes happen um because that's very true yeah well i think we don't always go to i I think one of the problems about socializing on the holidays is that again we don't you know maybe we go to i don't know one or two things a month maybe I, i don't know maybe more maybe less but just say that's your standard and then holidays come and maybe there's five things it's like too much with all this other stuff worked in too. I personally love to watch. Yeah, well, and I personally love to go to social events that are more like, um, you know, I'll go to a community event where it's not so much a party scene with, it's more like a group doing things with a focus. That seems to be a really nice fit for a lot of people who are more, you know, shy or introverted. Um, Like go to a carol sing-along or your church service, mm-hmm. if that's what you do, or those types of things seem to fit pretty well. A little more organization where there's some ritual to it. And more meaningful because it's coming, it's something that you are mm-hmm. feeling a resonance with and it's coming from your heart and you're enjoying it and you're in flow. And that's so important to mm-hmm. be in the flow. You're not in the flow if you're suffering, if there's no goal to it and you're just go, going there to, to make a presence. However, if you do feel that you have to make a presence, and I've oftentimes said this to people, you get dressed up to the nines, you go and you say, oh, I really wanted to come here, but I have to leave in an hour because I have to go to this other party for work or whatever. Yes or else I think I'm going yes. to get in trouble. So, you know, I can only be here for an hour and then I have to leave. You can either go to the mm-hmm. other party, make up that there was a party and go home, but at least you did what you had, you had to do and the other person feels like, oh, they wanted to be here. They don't want to go where they mm-hmm. have to go. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's real easy to get out of, you know, but yeah. I think people have a tough time with that. Yeah, yeah. I guess I guess for me now, and again, I'm, I live more in a, a rural area, so... Parties are usually going to be at people's homes or um, it's not so much the business like in the city type setting a little bit further north from me. But, 
Yeah, I think that's a good plan. You know, be kind. Your host wants your host wants you to be there. That's why they ask you. Um, do what you can do, and just pace yourself, and um, don't feel any problem if it if it feels like it's a bit much. And if you do get a chance to go to something like um, a Crystal Bowl concert, where you know the vibration is going to be so high, everybody's going to be in high vibration at the event. Like that's a complete, like, yes, go to 20 of those during the holidays <laughs> where vibration is high and you're like super lifted up or singing or, or those types of things that lift you and lift the people around you. Those types of events are just, you know, blessings, just total blessings to be at. Those wonderful concerts. What is it? Is it the Trans Siberian Orchestra? I can't remember the the name of it. It's um some kind of Siberian orchestra. They're so incredible, and there's mm-hmm. two different ver- people out there doing this, and you go and you can't help but feel good because the, the vibration yes. is just going through you completely for a good two hours. What a great way to celebrate and and do something for yourself for your well being without being involved with the food that's there and the drinking and having to socialize mm-hmm. you're socializing, but you're having a great time listening to this, and then afterward you can go out for maybe one drink and go home or go back to somebody's house for mm-hmm. a half an hour and then leave those types of things if people just put a little effort into thinking it through, it can be the gift the socialize and the food all wrapped up in one <laughs> and you don't have to you yeah, know, yeah. that's a really good win and then you can kind of plan like those types of events and be like this is my primary event this you know we're going to go to handle messiah and that's our big thing why don't you come with us or, or something along those lines i really like that idea that's a, that's yeah. a really good way to approach it yeah, and and that works with family relationships too, which is the next thing on your list. You know, I, mm-hmm. I mean, show me the family that's not dysfunctional. It used to be that they'd have <laughs> a dysfunctional family on a talk show, and everybody's like, "Oh, that poor family, they're dysfunctional." If there was a talk show now that brought on a normal family, people would be thinking, mm-hmm. "Oh, wow, that's a normal family." You know, that's show true. me the one that yeah. is not dysfunctional. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, and and I think what you said too about, um, you know, as you get as you get older, you get more able to deal with the the socializing part of the holidays. And I think also as you get older, you get more able to deal with the family relationship component. I I think what it is is that in the U.S., at least in a lot of the U.S., um, you know, we don't, we're not in extended families so much. We don't live with our parents as adults or we don't have our parents living with us you know, some families do, but for the, by and large, we're, we're living separately. And so, often we've left, we've left in young adulthood, and we've gone off and created our own lives. And then the holidays come, and it's time for us to kind of be the salmon <laughs> spawning back mm-hmm. upstream home. But but all that stuff that we didn't work out with our families in young in you know early adulthood is still like there waiting for us when we walk in the door. Only this time we might be bringing, you know, our kids or partner or, you know, whoever's coming with us. So it's a lot of dysfunction <laughs> in in however many square feet you're in, you know, just for those few days. And wow, it's it can get it can get pretty intense. Whereas if we just understood, like, oh, I don't have things worked out with, you know, my my mom, or I don't have things worked out with my dad or my sister, or whoever it is. And knowing that, like, the holidays is not going to be 
the time to, to work it out. It's no. too, yeah, it's like everyone's eating cookies. They're going sugar craze. <laughs> they can't not, and they're drinking. They're drinking. This, you don't want to start yeah. a brawl, you know? Right, right, right. Yeah, so just like, you know, just know that like maybe for the whole next year you're going to slowly start to work on your relationship with your mother maybe, or maybe you won't work on it for 10 more years. Who knows? But um, just being gentle and if you can arrange to not stay at home if that's the thing that you know really sets you on edge to be in such close proximity then you know you could stay in a hotel or um, you could cut your trip short or you could do something different there's lots and lots of ways to approach it rather than going back to your old childhood bedroom and just you know suffering <laughs> suffering in, in a yeah. You know, another thing you could do is go on to the next one, which is traditions, and say, you know what? No, we're starting our own tradition. Mm-hmm. We're a family, yeah. and we have however many kids, and I'm not taking the kids away from their toys. So we're not going to pack everything up and go because Santa Claus is coming here. They're opening the gifts, and we're going to make our own traditions. And mm-hmm. I never – it seems to be we're in a time where people are traveling all over the place because that's what they did when they were a kid. Well, what are you doing for your kids Give them the yeah. memories that you have because it's about the kids. So instead mm-hmm. of packing them up to grandma's, grandma doesn't have kids. Tell her to come on down, you know, and mm-hmm. visit wherever mm-hmm. you are. If she doesn't want to, okay. If she does, then you're going to have to, you know, be peaceful no matter what and just get through the season. But do it for your kids because if you make mm-hmm. your own traditions, then they have memories just like we have memories from when we were kids. So that's why I thought it was going in order, because to me, everything kind of segued to the next one. So even though you didn't intend to do it, it worked for me. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, you know, this idea of, yeah, yeah, well, um, this idea of, of tradition, too, it's so funny, because in my family, we have this coffee cake, and my maiden name used to be Knutson, and it was called the Knutson Coffee Cake, and it was a secret recipe, you know, passed down from, from my, you know, grandmother, blah, blah, don't give it to anyone. It's our special heirloom recipe. So we dutifully make this recipe every Christmas. And, you know, people liked it, but they didn't, like, it wasn't, like, the best coffee cake, but but it was family coffee cake. And then I, so I, I'm, I do, I'm a medium sometimes, and, and I was out in talking to my departed grandmother a while back, and she said, you know, that coffee cake recipe, it's just something I clipped out of a newspaper one time. It's nothing special. <laughs> and here we've been enslaved to making it. So uh, this year, no. She was setting you straight. That's hysterical. <laughs> but it's probably true about everybody who has yeah. a secret family recipe, you know. It's probably in the bakery yeah. down the street. There's a secret, you know. Yeah, yeah. But, I like yeah. I like the the traditions, but I thought you know what if everybody just when you got married said we're going to have our own make your own traditions mm-hmm. you took a vow with this person they took a vow with you commune commune as a family even if you don't yes. have children have your own tradition and if you do have children yeah. children are only children for so long let them have their childhood yes. they're growing up just too fast now let them have those yes. magical days at this time of year you know. And and maybe they can, you know, maybe they'll grow up a little bit better for it, have more, more memories and things that they'll want to pass on to their children and allow them to have traditions too. I, you know, I don't know. I just thought that was uh, – all, all of these are so key, you know, and some of them just really 
like hit home with me. The last one is overabundance of group thought. Go ahead and explain mm-hmm. that one because I love this one. Well, <laughs> yeah. So ener- yeah. So energetically, I just become more and more aware of all all the stuff, like the whole Black Friday and Cyber Monday and blah de blah, and um, just to be aware that uh, on the internet, on TV, on radio, everywhere. All the merchandisers, et cetera, are advertising for you to to create the idea of lack and that and the idea of fear that you're not going to have enough. And so, um, add into this uh, this pressure that we put on ourselves, and then realize that we're getting this constant barrage of these sort of beautiful, perfect pictures of ways of living. And this idea of, like, you don't have that, you lack, you aren't in abundance. None of it's true. It's all group thought, advertising, pressurized messaging. Um, And just understand that it really has nothing to do with the reality of your life or your own ability to um, kind of enjoy yourself in your day. You know, these pictures that we see are are not real. Um, so just being just being aware of like that's the kind of vibe in the air pretty consistently from I don't know Halloween through New Year's this sort of this sort of mainstream media vibe is out there and of course it creates if a lot lucky, of tension and panic. If yeah. you're lucky, it I only starts at that point. I mean, you know, I think it starts yeah. like September 1st. I'm seeing Christmas stuff going on. I'm like, seriously, this is crazy. <laughs> you know, yeah. they're not even back to school yet, and we've got. Two. Yeah, I actually had some worry that um, there were going to be some pretty significant acts of violence uh, Black Friday, and I was really grateful that it didn't seem to happen. That there wasn't anything major, but um, um, just it isn't a good place to put your energy. It isn't good to be associated with that fear and that lack we we don't need to have we don't need to have those thoughts at all it's just not no. the true reality yeah. no and i think if yeah. if people were well the thing is if people you know your book living a mm-hmm. life of gratitude which is just recently launched is a great book mm-hmm. because it's a daily thing you live a life of gratitude when you do that every day can be a holiday and people laugh at me and we had a discussion at i'm a volunteer with this organization we had a discussion about holidays and they were saying well you know let's just write down the major holidays and see what we can come up with so i'm shouting and people are shouting out holidays and i said okay groundhog day and they said that's not a major holiday i said oh it is for me <laughs> And I said, well, you, you wear brown and you make meatloaf with gravy. And they're like, what are you talking about? Mm-hmm. And I said, well, we have gophers in our yard, so they're groundhogs. You know, it's just another name for it. And I don't know, I, you know, every day is a holiday. Find it. Figure it out. January 25th is National Pie Day. I make a pie every year. And they're like, why do you yeah. No, they said, why do you know this? I said, no, the, the real reason is how do I, you know. No, they say, how do you know this? And I say, I don't know. The real reason is, why do I know? Why do I retain this information? I don't know. I just know <laughs> that if you celebrate things more joyfully during the year, you become way more resilient to all the ick that's coming at you from the news, from the papers, from everyone, and you don't buy into all the sensationalism. So you don't, you know, you don't bring yourself to those places and subject yourself to that. Yeah, I mean, we have a really big choice, just like with the food. We have a choice of what to fill our minds with, and it's not so much that the violence is going to, you know, we're not going to duck our heads under like ostriches, but we don't have to live in the fear and anxiety and 
sadness that that creates, we can say, I'm going to put my focus on a higher vibration, a, a different way of living, and, and make that become our reality. And if we all start doing that, of course, the world changes. And even the Grinch did that, which brings us to become your inner Grinch this holiday season. You know, and I, this is a very short article, and oh my gosh, it was just, I, was, I was laughing because I thought, wow, you know, this is really good. I, I love your writing. I think you're fabulous. And I just read it, and I thought, wow, you know, talk about Black Fridays and a switch and everything. Go ahead and tell, tell our listeners about the Grinch and how he busts the myths of scarcity. Yeah, yeah. Well, so, so and I, as I... I don't even know. Sometimes these ideas just arrive to me from the guides or who knows how they come to my mind. But um, I began to think that Dr. Seuss, who wrote The Grinch, um, that this story is actually one of the most important, like, fables or moral lessons or parables or whatever you want to call it. So The Grinch, his heart was all shrank because he he was in low vibration. He was angry he had this sense of fear lack and jealousy and rage and it sounds kind of familiar to to a lot of what this group thought is that's created and um Mm -hmm. he went down and he and he had that little dog you know with the tippy over antlers and this poor little guy and and he went down and he stole all the all the who stuff like he couldn't stand that they were going to be happy and he was not Mm-hmm. And his heart, his heart was just, you know, this inside this little box of hate. And I don't remember, actually, I have to watch it again soon, but um, somehow when the music came up, the Who's, he took everything away from them, and yet they still went out and stood in their little circle in the snow or whatever they had in, Grin- in the Who land, and they sang their little song, went mm-hmm. into his heart, and his heart just started getting bigger and bigger and bigger. So it burst out of his chest. And this is what happens to us when we allow our hearts to be sort of opened into like the true reality of, of the miracles that are really just staring at us in the face. And then, of course, the Grinch, as he took all the gifts back, um, his heart was bigger and bigger and bigger than ever, and he experienced love. Um, so just this idea of we do have, like for the Grinch, it only took that one little song and everything changed for him. Um, And that's Mm -hmm. what we have the ability to just be like, oh, my heart can go from this little shriveled up raisin of a heart to this gigantic big open heart that's outside of our bodies. And that's, that's really what we're trying to get to this holiday season anyways gratitude and, and joy sh- and, and it shows up in so many different things uh santa claus is coming to town that's my favorite mm-hmm. documentary and everybody laughs and mm-hmm. like no really it is a documentary and old man winter has a frozen heart until they give him a toy and his heart melts so people have known for years that things come from the heart mm-hmm. and when you live from yes. your heart life is so much better it's just that now instead of it being only during the holiday times when you're seeing these things, it's more of a year-round thing. And people, again, I'm going to go back to what I said at the beginning, they are thirsty, they are hungry for this information. And I think your book, Living a Life of Gratitude, 
speaks really well to that, and that's available on Amazon, so people can go to that and get it as a Christmas gift if they so choose to do so. I think it would be a wonderful thing to do. And then your website is uh, sarahwiseman.com, correct? Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. And there's information on there, and you have a blog as well that they can get to from your website, S-A-R-A-W-I-S-E-M-A-N.com, and they can read a lot of this information that we've been talking about tonight, yes? Yes, I have a ton of also books, and I have a ton of audio courses that people seem to really enjoy. So those are all on the website. I think uh, that those might be of interest to the listeners too. Yes, absolutely, because there's just so much that we can that we can talk about on the show. But if you go and look and pick and choose, and you will see when you go to this website just exactly how much is there, and really take the time to to go through it and see what you come up with and determine if you want to take a class, if you want to buy, like there's six books I think you have, something like that, in your blog. Mm-hmm. These are really, and they don't take a long time to read, and they're fun to read. So it's really interesting mm-hmm. to read something that's good for you because it automatically puts you in a positive place. I mean, you think we're talking about the Grinch, but automatically by the time you finish the one page, you're already laughing. And, you know, because most of us know the story. I mean, I don't know it by heart, but I, you know, like you said, I'd have to listen and watch it again. But, you know, you get mm-hmm. the point, and you understand it, and it brings you to a higher vibration. And, you know, I just want to make sure that we get that out there, that the people know, because we're getting toward the top of the hour. And then just mm-hmm. one other thing. You know, I was reading something today, and it said, to speak gratitude is courteous and pleasant. To enact gratitude is generous and noble. But to live gratitude mm-hmm. is to touch heaven. And that is so true. Mm-hmm. You know, and, mm-hmm. and your book speaks very well to that. And we'll have you back to speak about the whole book at another time. But as I said, we're almost out of time. Before we go, though, if you want to give us any other information about what it is that you're doing and how people can get in touch with your work and learn more about you, feel free to, to give us information now, if you would. Oh, sure. Well, I invite folks to write me. I've got, an, I've got a blog, and then I've also got the Ask Sarah blog where people can write questions that they have, and then I answer um I try to answer them all uh, <laughs> as long as I can get to them. But I do try and answer them all, so that's a service I offer. But you have other services as well on your site. Like you said, you're, um, you're intuitive. Oh, yeah, I do intuitive readings, um, intuitive training. I have a pretty full curriculum of intuitive training coming up starting in January, so that's on there. I do coaching um, I do music, I do healing music like you do, and um, so there's a lot. It's all just crammed into the site, so just just go go page by page, and you'll see quite a bit there. Lots of stuff, lots of really good information, so yeah, please do visit the site, and you know, listeners, we need you to spread the word. We know you enjoy what you hear on Energy Awareness Radio, so share it with your friends. We live in very challenging and constantly changing environments, and that's why I have the guests I have to keep you apprised so you won't get lost in the dross of life. And we need to stay aware so we can navigate easily and live the life we're meant to live, productively, healthfully, and purposefully. And this is where you find the tools to do just that. So send the link to this show to everyone you know and let them have the same opportunity that you just had to learn and grow and make the world a better place for everyone. Sarah, thank you so much again for joining us tonight. This was the perfect topic for this time of year, and I'm quite sure that you have tremendously helped so many who have so many obligatory items that top their list at this time. Thank you so oh, much. Thank you. I had, a great, I had a great time. Thank you so much for having me. 
Oh, you're quite welcome. On behalf of everyone here at Energy Awareness Radio, I'd like to thank all of our listeners for tuning in this evening. My name is T. Love, and I hope you'll be back next Wednesday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time for another great show here at Energy Awareness Radio. So go ahead, get out your calendar, and make note of it now so you remember to tune in next week. For more information about me, please visit my website, quantumwellness.org. You'll find an archive list of past shows, the lineup for upcoming shows, as well as information about other upcoming events I'll be hosting throughout the year, including upcoming Crystal Singing Bowl concerts. If you're not in the area, or you can't make a concert, again, you can order my CD, Imagine, from the site as well. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter, at NRG Aware Radio. That's at NRG Aware Radio. I am your host, T-Love, here at Energy Awareness Radio, intending you and yours a very good week. And remember, living from your heart is quite easy. You need only give thanks to do so. Take care and stay well.
Truly blessed.